0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب شرح لي صدري ويسلي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, my young friends, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our sustainer, our creator, our ultimate protector. We begin also by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah, I was just thinking today, my brothers and sisters, that last Ramadan, could anyone have imagined that this Ramadan would be the way it is? And I hope that all of you are doing well. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you all. I ask Allah Jalla to send His mercy, His blessings, His forgiveness upon us all. Amin ya rabbal Alameen. So I was thinking that could anyone have imagined that this Ramadan would be the way it is. So think back to last Ramadan. And actually, I have been doing that a lot lately, and perhaps you have been as well, thinking about how we were worshipping last Ramadan, how we were going for Salatul Jum'ah. At this time, I would be getting ready and rushing out the door to be at the Richcraft Recreation Complex with you. And Allah TabarakAllah, the large crowds, the vibe that we would feel, um, the, the environment that we would have uh, for Salatul Isha, Salatul Taraweeh. Uh, with Sheikh Lu'ay, and uh, Brother Ziyad, Brother Aqil, uh, and others, and myself, uh, Subhanallah. And I was thinking about those times, and I was thinking, none of us could have imagined that this Ramadan would be the way that it is today. And Subhanallah, there's probably not a single person in the world who saw this crisis coming in the way that it has transpired, who could have predicted, or could have, who could have known that what exactly would be happening this Ramadan, what exactly the world would be going through at this point. And it just goes to highlight, my brothers and sisters, how limited our foresight is, how many blind spots we have, and how little we are able to actually see in the future. See, as human beings, we like to think that we are powerful, that we are intelligent, and indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us some intelligence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us some, a little bit of power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us some knowledge, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided us, but subhanAllah when we compare our knowledge, our foresight, our intelligence, our wisdom to the knowledge and the wisdom and and, and the the plans of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is absolutely no match. We are essentially going forward with so many blind spots. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, and we read yesterday in Surah Al-An'am, وَعِنْدَهُ مَفَاتِحُ الْغَيْبِ لَا يَعْلَمُهَا إِلَّا وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ وَمَا تَسْقُطُ مِنْ وَرَقَةٍ إِلَّا يَعْلَمُهَا وَلَا حَبَّةٍ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا رَطْبٍ وَلَا يَابِسٍ إِلَّا فِي كِتَابٍ مبين. That with Him, with Allah are the keys of the unseen. No one knows them except Him. And He knows what is in the land and sea and not even a leaf falls. Not even a leaf falls without his knowledge, nor a grain in the darkness of the earth, or anything green or dry that is written in a perfect record. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on and says, He is the one who calls back your souls by night and knows what you do by day. ثُمَّ يَبَعَثُكُمْ فِيهِ أَجَلٌ Then revives you daily to complete your appointed term. To him is your ultimate return. Then he will inform you of what you used to do. So like many of you, I have been missing praying together. I have been missing being able to gather together for prayers, especially the daily prayers and the iftars. And uh, we had such a nice vibe last year, mashallah, alhamdulillah, with our first daily iftar program and brothers and sisters were preparing this delicious food and sharing it at Maghrib time. And mashallah, so many brothers and sisters would be joining us for the daily prayers, especially for, uh, for salatul al-Fajr. Um, and subhanallah, I'm thinking, I was actually thinking of each face that I would see and I was remembering that, you know, yes, this person used to come and this person used to come and this person used to come. And my dua goes to every single one of you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you the reward that you would have had if you were able to come to the masjid, if you were able to offer salat with Jama'ah. We are unable to do so. This matter is not in our control. But we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward us for our intentions as if we have done those good deeds, even though we have not been able to do them. Amin ya Rabbal alameen. On the day of judgment, my brothers and sisters, When we look at our report cards, or as I tell our children, our report books, because it will detail every single thing that we have done through the course of our lives. When we look at our report books, our report cards, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us those who receive them in our right hands, this Ramadan in our report books is probably going to stand out as one that is different. And we just ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it stand out in a good way and not in a bad way, inshallah. Ameen ya rabbal Alameen. My brothers and sisters, we are now on the eighth day of Ramadan uh, and uh, of fasting. And tonight is the ninth night of Ramadan. Tonight will be the ninth night of Ramadan. And for most people, two things are uh, happening. Uh most likely, spiritually and physically. So physically, first of all, uh, most likely you are feeling some fatigue, um, some tiredness perhaps, uh, sleeplessness, especially if you're trying to stay up uh, and do some ibadah at night, do some worship at night, and wake up for sahur as is recommended by the Prophet Wasallam and especially if you have school during the day, online, or if you have work to do during the day, uh, most likely there's some fatigue, some tiredness, some sleeplessness, and uh, we're not feeling the same way we felt on the first day, or the first few days, uh, for those who are fasting, and for those who can't, you likely already have a feeling uh, of, of, of weakness, or a feeling of, of not feeling very strong, you see, my brothers and sisters, Ramadan is related to Ramd, which is heat. And the scholars mention the connection with heat that is created in the bodies due to a lack of food and drink. And this has a spiritual effect. Because you see, over the years, since last Ramadan, or indeed since we attain maturity, our sins have caused our hearts, our spiritual hearts, to become rusted. This is what happens when a human being commits sins. Our sins cause our spiritual hearts to become rusted. And a layer of filth, a crust, if you will, develops on the heart, leading it to become hardened. And spiritually, fasting melts away that crust of filth. So when we sin, our hearts become hard. They become rusted. And the hardening of the the hearts is mentioned in the Qur'an. there's a hadith Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu relates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he said that Inna الْعَبْدَ إِذَا أَخْطَأَ khati'atan nukitat فِي قَلْبِهِ نُكْتَةٌ سَوْدَى That verily when the servant, meaning of Allah, commits a sin, a dark spot appears upon his heart or her heart, a dark spot on your spiritual heart. Now the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said فَإِذَا هُوَ نَزَعَى وَاسْتَغْفَرَ وَتَابَ سُقِلَ قَلْبُهُ that if the person abandons the sin and seeks forgiveness and repents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then their heart will be polished. So once again, what is the condition for polishing the heart? Abandoning the sin, seeking forgiveness and repentance. Then the heart will be polished, inshaAllah. And if the uh, if the person returns to the sin, then the darkness will be increased until it overcomes the person's heart, subhanAllah. Right. So if a person does not repent, if a person does not seek forgiveness from Allah, if a person does not stop and desist from their, from their sin, then the darkness will be increased and will continue to increase until it overcomes the heart, until it overtakes the heart. Think of a car that you have seen that was getting some rust. And then nobody took care of it, and they just left it like that, and it kept rusting and rusting. Or it could be a barrel, it could be a bike, anything that rusts. And it keeps rusting and rusting and rusting until the rust overcomes, overtakes the entire body. So the Prophet ﷺ is giving us a similar example with regards to our sins. That if a person returns to the sin, then the darkness will be increased until it overcomes their heart. And then he said, "Wahdul Raa'nu Lladi Zakarullahu." Meaning, in the that it is the covering that Allah has mentioned. "Kalla Bal Raa'na Ala Qulubihim Ma Kanu Yakziboon." Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Surah Mutaffifin." No, but on their hearts is a covering because of what they have earned. And the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam said that this is the ron? this is the rust, the covering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about that comes upon the spiritual heart due to our sins. And if we do not stop and if we do not repent, then that darkness and that rust, that covering, that filth continues to cover or grow on our heart until the hearts become hard. And, you know, once the hearts become hard and they become covered, then it is very hard for any goodness for any uh, khayr to penetrate into that spiritual heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify our hearts. May Allah azza wa jal protect us from having hearts that become hardened. Ameen ya rabbal Alameen. So together, my brothers and sisters, the physical and spiritual effects should lead a person to feel humble. At the end of the day, through fasting, right, physically, spiritually, the effects should lead a person to feel humble, to feel weak, and to feel small in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, we live this life often looking at it from a very narrow view, a very close-up view. Everything we see from our perspective seems big and important, including ourselves, right? Because we are closely interacting with all of these things and we are seeing them in front of us, they all seem very important and very big to us, right? and important to us, including ourselves. So when we see ourselves, when we think of ourselves, because we're looking from our perspective, we seem like the center of power, the center of attention, the center of the world, of the universe, center of everything. But when we rediscover our spirituality, and we reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it gives us an opportunity to zoom out, and we realize how small and weak and insignificant we are in this universe, and in the sights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, as we mentioned previously, Ya ayyuhannas, Ya ayyuhannas, O people, O humanity, Antumul fuqara'u Allah. It is you who stand in need of Allah. You are the fuqara', you are the faqir, you are the one who is in need. Wallahu huwal ghaniyul hamid, but Allah alone is the self sufficient self-sufficient, praiseworthy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need us at all we need Allah. If every single human being on the face of this earth since the beginning till the end, disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it would not hurt Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one bit. It would not cause any negative impact upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the other hand, If every single human being believed, it still would not have any impact on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if self-sufficient, is not dependent upon anyone else, it is we who are dependent upon Allah. It is we who need the guidance for our own benefit. It is we who harm ourselves when we sin and when we go upon paths of misguidance. So this feeling of smallness, of being a faqir, of being in need in front of Allah should make us feel humble and should lead us ideally to worship and call upon Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with humility. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in the Quran: Udu Rabbakum tadabroo wa khufya. Call upon your Lord humbly. Udu Rabbakum. In which state? Call upon your Lord. How? In which state? Tadabroo humbly, with humility, with humbleness, wa and secretly. Innahu la yuhibbul ma'atadin. Surely He does not like the transgressors. Now, this state, my brothers and sisters having this state of humility in front of Allah, of feeling small in front of Allah, of feeling weak in front of Allah, brings us to an act that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. An act that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves and that we all need. And what could be better than an act that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves from us? And one of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves from His servants is when they turn to Him seeking forgiveness. When we the servants of Allah turn to him seeking forgiveness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is joyed by that. إِنَّ اللَّهَ Indeed, Allah loves those who are constantly repentant. And no- notice the word tawabin, right? It's not just the worst person who does, uh, who is like a uh, uh, ta'ib who does uh, repentance once or occasionally, Tawabin right, to web someone who regularly is seeking repentance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there is mubalagha there is emphasis there, that a person who not only sometimes seeks repentance from Allah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who are constantly, who are regularly seeking repentance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu um, relates that the Prophet sallallahu said, subhanallah, listen to this hadith, verily Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, so verily Allah is more pleased with the repentance of his servant, of his slave, than a person who has his camel. Okay, so you imagine the desert. A person who has their camel in a waterless desert. Okay, so you're in a waterless desert and there's a camel and that camel is carrying his provision of food and drink. Okay, so the Prophet ﷺ gave us this, this example, that verily Allah is more pleased with the repentance of his servants, of his slaves, than a person who has his camel in a waterless desert, carrying his provision of food and drink, and it is lost. He having lost all hopes to get that back. So that was his only uh, means of survival, his camel that contained his provisions, his food and drink, in this dry, hot, waterless desert, and it's lost, the camel ran away. So he, having lost all hopes to get that back, lies down in the shade and is disappointed about his camel. When all of a sudden he finds that camel standing before him, all of a sudden he finds that the camel has come back. Can you imagine the joy of that person? Imagine you're going on a road trip and you're going, you're driving through Arizona, the deserts, or you're driving through the countryside, uh, somewhere in the in the remote areas of of, of Canada, Western Canada, Northern Canada, and um. You have all your provisions in your car, and there's no hotels in your car that you need to survive. Um, And uh, let's say it's wintertime or it's really hot in the Arizona desert, and then your car is stolen or your car disappears and you have nothing left. Right, So it's that feeling of helplessness. It's that feeling of disappointment and helplessness. But a person is in that state and then all of a sudden they find it back. Imagine that joy. So the Prophet says that verily Allah is more pleased with the repentance of his slave, of his servants, than that person. So subhanAllah, the words that is used, Allahu afrahu that Allah is more joyful, pleased. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually happy and in a joyful state, he is pleased with your repentance, with your tawbah, with us turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we, when we have the pleasure of Allah, then everything becomes easy, my brothers and sisters. When we have the pleasure of Allah, when Allah is happy with us and Allah is on our side, then everything becomes easy for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahi alakum And all of you, watubu plural, command and all of you beg allah to forgive you tawubu ilallahi jamian together ayyuhal mu'minun o believers all of you together beg allah to forgive you o believers la'allakum tuflihun so that you may be successful we've talked about dhikr the importance of remembering allah much to attain success here allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us that seeking forgiveness begging allah for forgiveness o believers will also lead you to success you want to be successful Turn to Allah in repentance. Turn to Allah seeking forgiveness. My brothers and sisters, none of us are perfect. No one is stillness. No one is 100% pure, except for the innocent children, of course. But apart from that, every single one of us has some history. Every single one of us has some skeletons. Every single one of us has some filth in our heart, in our minds, that we are ashamed of, that we don't want anyone to know about. We get evil thoughts, uh, you know, the uh, evil glances, perhaps, words that we have spoken words that we have said which were wrong, which were lies, which were backbiting, words that we have heard which were filthy, which were wrong, which were displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, words that we have written perhaps which were displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have missed prayers perhaps, we have committed major sins even perhaps, whether it is drugs or alcohol or it is fornication or any other major sin, there is every single one of us has something has some burden that we are carrying. <coughs> this is the reality of being human beings, my brothers and sisters. But the question is how should we feel about it? How should we feel about it? The Prophet tells us that a believer sees his sins, his wrong actions, as if he were sitting under a mountain. That he was sitting under a mountain, which he fears will fall on him. So you know, imagine that you're sitting somewhere. I remember once we were in masjid in Kingston, and there was a bookshelf on the on the on the wall, and there's many books, and there's a brother sitting underneath, and I was like, you know, just be careful. Alhamdulillah the bookshelf was fine. There's nothing happened to it, but just the concern inside of me was like, you know, what if it falls on his head? What if it falls upon a person? Right? So. The believer sees wrong actions much greater than that, as if he were sitting under a mountain which he fears is going to fall on him. I'm sitting under a huge mountain, my sins, and they're going to crush me and they're going to fall upon me. The prophet, the prophet said, "The impious person sees his wrong actions, his sins, like flies passing over his nose, and he does this." And the narrator said, uh, with his hand in front of his nose giving the example of that this is what a person does that you know flies are bothering you and you just try to give them, get rid of them, this is the attitude of the impious person towards their sins versus the attitude of the believer towards their sins, so the believers take their sins very very seriously but not I have to caution you, not to the point of depression not to the point of feeling hopeless in the mercy of Allah, because that's not the point, the whole point is to seek the mercy and the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there is Great news as well. But we must realize first that we are all loaded with sins. And then these can drag us down on the Day of Judgment. And this is the time to shed that weight. So it's not just physical weight that we need to shed. Mashallah, there's some great you know, workouts for Ramadan and people trying to get on their fitness because the gyms are closed. Mashallah, that's great. But it's not just about the physical weight. Our concern should not be just for our physical weight and our physical health. Rather, our concern should be even greater for our spiritual health and our spiritual weight of sins. Because you see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us upon the fitrah, the natural disposition to recognize Him, to worship Him. And all of these external influences, the filth, the, the exposure that we have, has covered up that natural disposition. So think of it like the natural settings on your iPad, on your computer. When you get a brand new tablet, when you get a brand new laptop, a brand new phone, it's set, right? Factory set, basically uh, factory settings to let you use that in, in the best way possible. So it's clean and everything is orderly and everything is set up for you to succeed with that device. Right. However, you mess around with it too much. You have too many downloads, too much spyware. You know, you've got pictures and videos uh, piling up in your WhatsApp folder uh, because they're downloading automatically and you, have, you haven't turned off the automatic download feature. Um, so, and there's malware and there's viruses. And then what happens? Your device can no longer function properly. It can no longer function properly because of all junk that has come into it. So you see, my brothers and sisters, in this month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us special opportunity to wipe our souls clean because it's the month of forgiveness and the month of mercy. There's a special amnesty, clemency. It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling out to our souls to come back where it belongs, in the submission and obedience of its Lord. Because my brothers and sisters, the peace, and especially my young friends, my youth and children, please listen to this carefully, the peace that the soul and heart find and being where they belong with Allah can never be found anywhere else that peace in the soul in the heart that comes from being with Allah worshipping Allah loving Allah being true to Allah seeking forgiveness from Allah can never can never be found anywhere else you will search the world and try every single thing but you're never gonna get peace that's going to fill that void in your heart Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانِ مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ O people, O human beings, O humanity, what has emboldened you against your Lord? What has lured you away from your Rabb, from your Lord, the Kareem, the most generous? يَا أَيُّهَا الْإِنسَانِ مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ What has emboldened you? What has lured you away from your Rabb? Who is the Kareem, who is the most generous? So the doors of forgiveness and mercy are still open, my brothers and sisters. They will be closed one day, but for now, they are still open and you can still make it. Allah SWT says, Kataba ala nafsihir Your Lord has taken upon Himself to be merciful whoever amongst you commits evil ignorantly or recklessly then repents afterwards and mends their ways then Allah is truly all-forgiving and most merciful and if we do that we can become the best of the people in the sights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we can actually become the best of people in the sights of Allah how? subhanallah the Prophet said that all the children of Adam are sinners. at And the best among the sinners are those who repent. The best amongst us, everyone is a sinner, but the best among the sinners are those who repent. So it's a three-step purification process. Stop the action of disobedience. And hopefully we have already stopped in the month of Ramadan. And please try after Ramadan not to start again. If you haven't stopped, then beg Allah, seek from Allah, cry to Allah and ask Him to give you the strength to stop. So stop the action of disobedience that has to happen first. And If you're not able to, then this is pre-step one. like Ground zero, step zero is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for strength. But stop the action of disobedience. Secondly, regret it. Feel bad about it. Feel some guilt. You know, nowadays people say it's bad to feel guilty. No, you feel guilty as long as it doesn't take you to become hopeless. You should not become hopeless. But you should feel bad about what you have done. You should have some guilt. And this is very important because it's the realization that what I'm doing is wrong and I don't want to do it anymore and I want to stop. And that feeling is not going to come until we feel bad about it and until we have some guilt. And thirdly, make a solid resolve never to return to the sin, right? And then really try not to, right? Really try your best not to. But if it so happens that you slip and you fall, then again, repeat these steps. inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you every single time provided that you are sincere and fourthly if it has to do with the rights of people you have to restore the 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 rights or property of people that have been impacted by your actions and this is a trap from shaitan that says you know i'm too bad to repent i'm not at that level yet i can't do it now let me grow older let me wait for hajj let me wait for another opportunity no these are tricks from shaitan right this is you your nafs and shaitan deceiving you yes you can Okay, yes, you can repent and you can improve and you can strengthen your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as I often say, try to make it an intimate affair alone in the darkness of the night of these blessed nights of Ramadan. Offer raka'ah prayer, think of all the sins that you have committed since you became mature, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity, cry, talk to Allah, fess up for everything and promise Him that you will never that you will try your best to stay on the straight path, inshaAllah, and cry. It is good to cry to Allah. It's a sign of tenderness of heart and of sincerity. If a person is not able to cry in front of Allah ever, even in the nights of Ramadan, then there's a question to ask ourselves. And subhanAllah, sometimes I wonder that, Ya Allah, has my heart become so hard? Has my spiritual heart become so hard that I'm unable to even shed a tear in front of you? That I'm unable to shed a single tear in front of you? Is that the state of my heart? And many times that thought in and of itself will be enough. To soften a person's heart, make it a regular practice. Reflect on your sins, repent, and seek forgiveness hundred times a day, as the Prophet Sallallahu used to do. Ya wa fa Inni wa fil Oh people, repent to Allah, seek for His forgiveness. I repent to Him, and a day one hundred times. This is what the Prophet Sallallahu said. We should try to do it try to make, make it meaningful, try to reflect and have introspection and be conscious and mindful of what we are doing and how we are behaving. The mercy and forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are vast and deep, especially in this month. But we must want it and we must take the first step, my brothers and sisters. I end with this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu where Anas radiallahu anhu said, I heard the messenger of Allah sallallahu say, subhanAllah, Allah the Almighty said, hadith Qudsi, so Allah the Almighty said, O son of Adam, As long as you call upon me and ask of me, I shall forgive you for what you have done and I shall not mind. O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky and were you then to ask forgiveness of me, I would forgive you. O son of Adam, were you to come to me with sins nearly as great as the earth and were you then to face me ascribing no partner to me, I would bring you forgiveness nearly as great as it. Subhanallah. So the re- mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, and the forgiveness is vast. But we have to flee to Allah. Fafirru ilallah. Flee to Allah. Don't wait until it is too late. Just turn to Allah and surrender. Say, Ya Allah, I turn myself in. Ya Allah, I have sinned enough. Ya Allah, I have rebelled enough. Ya Allah, I have been distracted from you enough. Ya Allah, I tried to outsmart you enough. Oh Allah, I have doubted you enough. Oh Allah, I haven't gotten anywhere. Oh Allah, I surrender in front of you. Let us make dua. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Oh Allah, all praise and thanks are for you. Oh Allah, you have blessed us in so many ways. Oh Allah, you have brought us to this blessed month. Oh Allah, once again, you have given us this opportunity. Oh Allah, we are your weak servants. Oh Allah, we are filthy with sins. Oh Allah, we are sinners. And we don't even realize that we have sinned. Oh Allah, we are so deluded that we do not even realize our weaknesses. Oh Allah, we don't even know what you want from us, ya Allah. Oh Allah, guide us and show us the way. O Allah, make us the way that you want us to be Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, purify our hearts. O Allah, forgive us for all of our shortcomings. Allah, rectify our hearts and our deeds Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, protect our loved ones. O Allah, bless us with halal income, with health and safety Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, cure those who are ill. O Allah, relieve those in pain. Allah, make us the people of goodness in this life and the next Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, for many years we have been striving to establish your house in our area here in Kanata Ya Allah. Allah, we are not worthy or capable. O Allah, it is for your pleasure and to serve you and for your deen, ya Allah. Oh Allah, accept it and make it easy for us, ya Allah. Oh Allah, things have had finally started moving forward and then you sent this pandemic, ya Allah. Oh Allah, we don't know what impact it's going to have. Oh Allah, oh Allah, this is for your sake. Oh Allah, you have sent this situation. Oh Allah, please guide us out of it in the best way possible, ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, make this journey easy for us. Oh Allah, make all our tasks simplified and easy, ya Allah. Oh Allah, grant us success in all of our affairs. Oh Allah, protect us from all types of evil. Oh Allah, grant us sincerity and guide us to a result that you are pleased with, Ya Rabbul Alameen, oh Allah, in the past months we were asking of you to cure our elder sister who had cancer ya allah oh Allah you decided otherwise and indeed you know best inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun oh Allah shower your mercy and forgiveness upon her ya rabbal alamin allahum aghfir laha warhamha wa afiha wa'fu anha wa akrim nuzulha wa wasim adkhilha wa bil ma'i wal salji wal bard wanqihha min al khataya kama yunqath al abyad bin al danas oh allah please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill oh allah please grant them relief ya rabbal alamin oh allah remove everything harmful from their bodies ya allah O Allah our brother Saud Alam who is undergoing cancer treatment O Allah our brother Dr. Habibul Rahman who is in advanced stages of colon cancer O Allah our brother and sister suffering from long term pain and injuries O Allah brother who has been in extreme pain O Allah the brother whose, uh, whose mother is sick O Allah, all of those who are ill or at risk of becoming ill, O Allah, you are the protector, you are the healer, O Allah, grant them a speedy recovery, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, protect them from all types of illnesses, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, please protect them from all types of pain and suffering through your power and might. Remove their hardships, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, we are helpless in front of you, Ya Allah. O Allah, protect us and all of of our fellow human beings, Ya Rabbul Alameen, especially the health professionals, O Allah, the first responders, the store workers, the relief workers, all of the others on the front lines who are serving others, O Allah, please protect them, Ya Allah, please grant relief to all of those in pain. Allah, relief to all of those in grief, in stress, and anxiety. Allah, please replace that with happiness and peace and joy, Ya Rabbil Alameen. My brothers and sisters, as you know, alhamdulillah, for many years, we have been working on establishing Canada's first masjid and center with your tremendous support. mashallah, tabarakAllah, jazakumAllahu khayrah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. The current situation has presented challenges to us. We need funds to build the new masjid and center building. And like nearly all Muslim organizations, uh, Ramadan is when the bulk of the donations come in. And that allows us to continue the work we do and continue forward with the masjid project outside of Ramadan. Out of respect for the situation that many people are in and the, and many masajid are in, we have brought down our usual Ramadan target. Normally, we have seven hundred fifty thousand, mashallah, eight hundred thousand, mashallah, tuwarakallah that we have uh, reached with your help, with the mercy of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. But this Ramadan, we have brought it down only to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and this will have an impact on our project timelines. But since the crisis is still ongoing, as Brother Mahmoud said last week, we can't say at this point what the impact exactly is going to be. We are anticipating a major drop in support this year, which will almost certainly slow us down, uh, but it doesn't have to happen that way. So my appeal to you, my brothers and sisters, is that if you are not impacted, please give as you normally would have, and even more if you can, to make up for those who are not able to give. Inshallah, this Ramadan will stand out in your book of deeds as a shining light, and if you are impacted financially then we certainly sympathize with you and encourage you to give whatever you can and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open the floodgates of halal sustenance for you and uh, uh, and uh, your sincerity uh, and accept your sincerity and effort to give even in adversity. And inshallah, this, be- this act will be beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah, it will shine on the Day of Judgment. Uh, to- so to start things off, I would like to kindly ask, request 20 brothers or sisters to come forward inshallah and offer $1,000 each for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Approximately only $640 after tax credit. So can we please get 20 brothers or sisters today inshallah? I can't see your hands, but you can go to canadamuslims.ca slash donate. Once again, canada muslims.ca slash donate inshallah and make your donation. There are multiple options available. Uh, we have improved uh, our uh, our uh, collection of donations online, alhamdulillah. So there's multiple options. Please go right now to canada muslims.ca slash donate. Make your intention with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as your witness. Go to the website inshallah and give today to seal your ajab before something happens and before it becomes too late. Insha'allah, please do that. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept your sacrifices, to multiply your rewards by 700 times or even more. Amin, ya rabbal alameen. So today, Insha'allah, 20 brothers and sisters who can start us off with a thousand dollars each. We received one online, uh, online alhamdulillah already. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless that donor, ameen ya rabbil alameen. May Allah protect them always. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect their loved ones, ameen ya rabbil alameen. And every single person who has made the intention right now, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open the gates of halal sustenance for you in this Ramadan and for the rest of your lives. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to build a beautiful mansion for you in Jannah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you and protect your loved ones, your future generations, till the day of judgment and unite you all in al-firdaus. Ameen ya rabbil alameen. Allah let us make dua ان شاء الله اللهم لك الحمد انت قيوم السماوات قيوم السماوات وارض ومن فيهن ولك الحمد لك ملك السماوات والارض ومن فيهن ولك الحمد انت تدور السماوات والارض ومن فيهن ولك الحمد انت ملك السماوات والارض ولك الحمد انت الحق ووعدك الحق ولقاؤك حق وقولك حق والجنة حق والنار حق والنبون حق ومحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم حق والساعة حق اللهم لك أسلمنا وبك آمنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وبك خاصمنا وإليك حاكمنا فاغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما أسررنا وما أعلنا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت إنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك اللهم تقبل صيامنا اللهم تقبل قيامنا اللهم تقبل صالح أعمالنا. اللهم جعل صيامنا فيه صيام الصائمين وقيامنا فيه قيام القائمين وهبلنا فيه اليسر والعافية إنك على كل شيء قدير وقربنا إلى مرضاتك وجنبنا فيه من سخطك ونقماتك ووفقنا فيه لقراءة آياتك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك اللهم إنا نسألك يا الله لأنك الواحد الأحد الصمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفو ونحد أن تغفر لنا ذنوبنا إنك أنت الغفور ربنا إننا آمنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إن نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك ولا عمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اغفر لجميع موت المسلمين الذين شهدوا لك بالوحدانية وبلبيك بالرسالة وما على ذلك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحمهم وعافهم, وعافهم أعفو عنهم وأكرم نزلهم ووصيهم أدخلهم بالماء والثلج والبرد ونقهم كما ينقى الثوب الأبيض من الدنس اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنا اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار يا رب العالمين اللهم ازبغ علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفعنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين ايدينا ومن خلفنا اللهم نحن الفقراء اليك وأنت الغني عنها Allah, who are Hamdarfana, Wajbur Kastrana, Allah, who are Hamdarfana, Wajbur Kastrana, Watawalla Amrana, Allah, who Takilna, Illa, and Fusina, Tarfataeen, Allah, who are Salimna, who are Yarham Rahimin, Allah, who are Jalana, in Kulli Deep in Makraja, who Kulli Ham Faraja, who are in Kulli Bala in Aafia, who are in Rawatina. واسترع ورهاتنا وصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا وأحسن خواتمنا وحفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن يمنا وعن شمالنا ومن فوقنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إن نعوذ بك من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا اللهم إن نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشى وادعاء إن لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم إن نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافياتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع اسألك اللهم ان نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعز والكسل والبخل والجبن وضلال الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبة اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبه وعند الموت شهادة وبعد الموت جنة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمة اللهم اغفر لنا ولاخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم اللهم حرر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم ألف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم على الحق يا العالمين اللهم حرر فلسطين المسجد الاقصى يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم احفظ وانصر اخواننا واخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصاً في بورما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي شريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي أفغانستان وفي كل مكان. اللهم أنصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح والمدينة رب العالمين. اللهم أنصر النصرة الدين وخذ من خذ العبادك المؤمنين. اللهم فرج هم المهمومين ونفس كرب المكروبين وقذ الديناء على المدينين وما هوش في مرضاة ومرضى يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقينا عذاب النار عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعدكم نعلكم تذكرون Waqurullahal azim al jalil yadhkurkum sisters may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us forgive me for my mistakes and my shortcomings may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our duas please go ahead and offer four rak'as of uh, Salatul al-dhuhr at home in jama'ah if you can inshallah join us inshallah at 7:40 this evening for kame sunset live inshallah we will um, have uh, some remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and adhan for Salatul Maghrib. And then inshallah, join us at 9.30pm as well, inshallah, for KMA Quran Live. You can find all of our programs saved on our YouTube channel. Jazakum Allahu khairah. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.